What is up guys, Zach in here. And in today's video, we're going to break down exactly how to find hot deals, motivated sellers. Honestly, between you and me, I'm just going to help you today, how to find sellers and people that want to sell their property for deep discounts so you can make real estate wholesaling profits and deals. Because remember, wholesaling real estate, we look for somebody who wants to sell their property due to a motivation, then being a motivated seller. Then from there, we go and sell that deal to a cash buyer, rich landlord flipper, and we make 20, 30, 40, $50,000 checks. Heck, I've done $100,000 plus deals. So that's what I'm here to teach you guys today. That's what I'm ready to do. Let's get it, guys. But before we get it down, before we break everything down today, do me a huge favor, guys. Smash that like button and subscribe. Basically, just get the most free value from me. Smash that like button and subscribe. And Let's break it down exactly how to find these motivated sellers, how to all break it down. I'm excited about that today. So before we get into it, guys, smash that like button and let's get into it, guys. But you know, before we get into it, guys, I'm always jacked up to teach you guys real estate wholesaling, exactly how to get started in this business. But unfortunately, not a lot of you guys out here, you're sleeping on me and you got to wake up. So let's get it, guys. Woo! Fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Get up, get up, and they got gold. Gotta wake up, gotta wake up, bitch. Get up. Get up, get up. Get up. Woo! I love it, guys. Let's get it, guys. If you are ready today to change your life with wholesaling real estate, I'm here to give it to you guys. I'm ready to go. Let's get it. Let's go. Come from the intro. Stay for the content. I appreciate it, guys. We're here to teach real estate wholesaling absolutely for free. If you're ready to go, let's get it going. Let's not waste any time. So let's uh, look at the thumbnail here. We're going to teach you exactly how to find the hottest real estate wholesaling deals in your market today. I'm excited for that. I'm telling you, I don't care how saturated market is. There is deals in your local market. We're here to teach you it a little harder for like New York city and stuff, but outside New York, LA, Chicago, there's no excuse not to be doing deals. I mean, I know people in San Francisco making seven figures here in wholesaling. So let's break it down. Let's teach exactly how to get some deals and let's break it down. I'm excited for this one, guys. Let's get it. Telling you this information you got to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for, and we're leaking it out all for free. So let's break it down. So uh, number one, we, we got to understand this when we get into real estate wholesaling, you, you know, we're, we're going really deep in the fundamentals here. You, you know, if you ever, uh, if you ever played basketball in, in uh, elementary school, you, you, I always had this coach. He's like the fundamentals. He was like 78 years old, the fundamentals. Um, and I feel like I'm that man now just teaching about wholesaling, about the fundamentals, you know, the layup. Um, and this is the layup of wholesaling. I, I like to say, so, uh, what is a motivated seller? This is going to be really important for us to understand in wholesaling real estate. You know, this is one of the key 
Building blocks not going to say fundamentals, but yeah, it's one of the key things we have to understand. And this is what we're going to focus all about today is finding the people that want to sell the property. So what is a motivated seller? You hear me guys say this a lot. A motivated seller is basically somebody, an owner of a piece of property due to any circumstance that's going on, divorce, maybe they got a bad rental properties, anything really. They're seeking to get rid of the property quickly and conveniently. Did I say cash offer? No, I did not. A motivated seller is somebody who just wants to get rid of the property quickly and conveniently. What we like to match ourselves with as wholesalers, a cash offer because cash is quick and it's very convenient, usually for a discount. Because I tell you right now, I used to say a motivated seller is only someone who just wanted to get rid of a property for cash. I have, throughout my five years of real estate investing experience, after doing so many subject to deals, so many creative financing, there's other ways around this too, but specifically for wholesaling, most of it's going to be winning cash offers and sales. Um, and that's something that you really got to understand uh, that they are not here for the cash. I mean, the cash is cool, but they're here for what the cash provides. It's quick and convenient and easy. And usually most likely what we care about the most is they are looking to sell for a deep discount and we make money in between that. And that's the most important part. So what I have found in my experience after making millions and millions of dollars running a seven-figure wholesaling operation, and usually this is what I can condense it to, is after doing thousands and thousands of deals, over a thousand, not thousands and thousands, but almost 2,000, but um, thousands of deals, thousands of motivated sellers, I have really found for most around the country doing multiple virtual wholesaling markets too, that most of these deals, most of these motivated sellers the ARV on these houses are going to be around $250,000 or below. What's an ARV if you're brand new? An ARV is your after repair value. If you ever watched a house flipping show on like HGTV or something like that, it's like the nice, beautiful realtor type, realtor type house. And the ARVs are usually $250,000 or below. Um, there's wholesaling deals with over three hundred. The biggest wholesaling ARV house I've done is like, $2 million, but like those are crazy multifamily deals. Like we've done those before, but for single family properties, usually 250,000 is most of them. Uh, we did a really big deal where the ARV was like 400,000 on the house and we sold it for 350 and we locked it up for like uh, 220. And that was a great deal for us. But like, so there are deals over that 250,000 ARV. Just understand that most of them, over 80, 90% are going to be under this. And that's when you're looking for lists in your market. You want to look at your medium price point in your real estate market. You want to be below that. So for example, if I do uh, any city in the United States, like if I did uh, Nashville, Tennessee, maybe the ARV in that market is going to be 350, 360, uh, do another market might be 280, right? We want to be below that. That's really where we see most motivated sellers. So this is a fluid list. It could change. Uh, motivated sellers usually I've seen, they want to sell under 30 days. So 30 to 45 days is really their criteria they want to sell the property for. And usually the house needs a lot of repairs. And the simplest way I can explain it is the house is just ugly. You know, it, it, it's just an ugly house. You know, most people with no wholesaling experience will know what I say. Like you go to a house like this, is an ugly looking house, right? It's got mold. It looks disgusting. It looks grody. It looks nasty. Uh, just bad, right? Or it's outdated uh, to, a, to a point. Um, that is what ugly is. And really, it, that's what it's the best way I can really describe it. It's just an ugly looking house. That's mostly my experience, like especially when it comes to motivated sellers. 
So the real question we have to ask ourselves here is, you know, how do we find motivated sellers? And that's a great question. You know, what I have found in my experience, and this is honestly what I could tell you is to find a motivated seller, you have to pull aka create a list of potential people looking to sell the property of potential motivated sellers. So we have to create a list of homeowners with certain criteria in mind. And that list will have a larger than usual chance of being a motivated seller. So for example, I just go to like the tax rolls, which basically shows every single person that owns real estate in my city might be 300,000 like homeowners in my city. Right. If I call the entire list, you know, how many of those people are going to be motivated? Probably a lot. Right. But the problem is I would probably have to call 15, 20, 30,000 people to get one deal. Now, if I pull a list with a certain criteria on it, maybe someone ha is behind on their taxes, for example, I can cut that down to like not one out of 20,000 or one out of 30, like one out of like 5,000 or one out of 3,000 for texting or something is going to be a deal. And that it's 10 X better. Like, Oh my gosh, you take that all day. Right. And honestly, like that's what I'm saying. When you find a list, create a list, you just, you're not going to make it like guaranteed to get a deal, but you just make the percentage of you finding a deal and getting a deal a lot better with that. So just keep that in mind when I say that. Uh, but yeah, you have to create a list and how do you pull the list? How do you actually like start creating that list for my personal experience? Um, over here, I found that, oops, these lists, clicking buttons all today. Uh, these lists can be pulled from basically free uh, government or paid real estate software lists. So you can pull this list for free from the local government. I'll show you exactly how to do that today or from paid real estate softwares. And in my personal opinion that like there's, there's a difference between the two, but like nothing stark. So I've seen, and this is a really important thing that I'm just trying to get to the people that are brand new so they understand it because once you have this limiting belief in your mind, you're going to lose out on a bunch of deals. But the cost of the list doesn't matter. The, the, the amount of money you've spent on a list doesn't make it better or worse. More often than not, these free lists are better and have better quality and a better chance of getting a deal. So maybe a government list, I have to call... Maybe I get a deal out of calling 500, like drawing for dollars, for example, which is technically a free list to a point, which isn't, but like drawing for dollars, I might need to call 400, 300, 500 of those to get a deal versus if I do a high equity list, I might have to call like 4,000, right? So more often than not, free lists are actually better. And there's a reason why free lists are way harder to pull and they're a lot more difficult to pull. But here's the cool thing. Your, your seller is not going to, give two cents. Like they're not going to care if you paid for the list or not. They, they just, they honestly don't care. And to a point in wholesaling, your seller's not going to care at all. If you have like $5 billion or uh, 200,000, as long as the price is fine. Like, so you have to understand that to a point too. Your seller's not going to care about your age. Not like it doesn't care how tall you are, what gender you are. Like it, your seller's not going to care. At the end of the day, money talks and that's going to be the most important. And your cash buyer's money, so you're good to go. So free lists are a lot harder to pull, but they get a lot better quality data. And that's because it's harder to pull that list. You know, it's kind of like supply and demand, right? It's a lot easier to obtain this. So it's less, it's less valuable to a point because more people are pulling it, making the list more saturated.
So what are the free lists? So I'm going to do the free list because most people watching me, most people starting out in wholesaling, most people in wholesaling don't have the money to go pay for a list. And honestly, like once you start doing some deals, then you should probably use some paid softwares. I always tell everyone to do that. Um, I'm the guy that tells you everything, do everything for free. I mean, right here, freewholesaling.com on the bottom right here, I literally teach wholesaling real estate for free. The only reason why it's freewholesaling.com, not wholesaling.com is because wholesaling.com got taken. I would, I would, I would have paid like 30 grand for that uh, domain, but it wasn't even available. But so I just took free wholesaling because I teach it for free. So if you want to go to freewholesaling.com, I teach everything for free. The thing is, I think wholesaling education should be free, but obviously the cost to obtain the software, the information from there, you got to pay for it because it costs money to obtain that list. So I'm all for paying for a list if you have it in your budget, but don't make, oh, I don't have money. That's why I can't get into wholesaling. I, that's the worst excuse I can get from anybody. So that's why I literally break it down in here. So these are the free list for the people that don't have money to spend on marketing. That's fine, right? So what are the top free lists? These are going to be government lists, uh, which are water shot off. So a government list is basically a list you can pull from the local government. The government actually has it in their database. You just got to pull it from their database and use it. It's very difficult the way a lot of real estate coaches try to explain it. And it's really simple, guys. At freewholesaling.com, I, I break down the entire process. Uh, but the top free list I found to find motivated sellers to stress properties are going to be your water shutoffs. This is going to be a list of people that have their water shut off on their house or property. If there's like an emergency order or something, uh, due to the panoramic going on, the only way I can really say that keyword without getting this whole uh, YouTube channel out of here. So uh, water shutoffs, you just you don't pay your water bill. They shut the water off. I mean, I've never lived, I never really lived in a house without water, you, you know, like I, I've gone camping, I guess. Uh, but if you can only imagine living in a house without the toilet running, taking showers, uh, cooking food with water, it, it's not good. So probably a chance that someone just wants to sell the property, right? Or there's no one living in the house. Uh, so the next one's the fire damage property house. So if it's a listing actually pull from the, so you get the water shutoff list from your utility to, uh, company or a public company, um, private, you can't get that list. Your fire damage property list is just going to be a list of properties that went ablaze, went on fire and properties charred to a crisp. You're not going to want to live in that house and people just want to get rid of it quick. They get insurance checks. Great list. I love the fire damage property list. You get that from your local firehouse or the fire department. Uh, harder list to obtain, but if you're watching this, you can do it. Like I pull it all the time. Next here's tax liens. So there's definitely, there's a couple lists on here. So I'll, I'll give you an example between a free and paid list. So a free list is a tax lien list. So this is a lien on a property. Basically, if I have a three bedroom, two bath house and it's worth $300,000, $200,000, whatever it's worth. And at tax time, I have to pay $1,000 for my taxes, okay? So the government, we're not going to do a whole tax debate, but $1,000 property tax, right? Pays for your city, municipality, courts, stuff like that. So it's great, right? The tax lien list is going to be people that haven't paid their taxes. So usually about two, three years, if I haven't paid my tax in like two to three years, you're going to get a lien on it. Basically, when I sell the house, I'm going to have to pay back those back taxes. It's basically a court order. And it's really easy. Just go to the public records, uh, the clerk of the court in your local county or city, and you can find a list of all the people that are behind on their taxes. It's public information and pretty interesting. I'm not going to hold privacy rights thing, but you can do it. Now, 
tax liens you usually have to be behind one to two years before that even pops on. Now you can get like a tax delinquency list, which pulls it from the property appraiser, which technically is on the clerk of the court. And that's a list you have to pay for because they're scraping data, costs money to do that, of people that are behind at least a, a year. So the tax lien list might be two to three years. You can get just people that are behind one year, which is a good indicator too. You kind of get that list before everyone else using like a paid software like listrei.com or zackdata.com. I uh, just understand that. Next here is pre-foreclosures. I break down freeholding.com, the entire pre-foreclosure process. It's a tad more complicated than like a, explaining a tax lien. So I have like a two-hour training on that at freeholding.com. Uh, but basically, when you have a mortgage in place, you, you have a loan with the bank and you're behind, usually 90 to 120 days. So about two, three, four payments. Uh, your bank's going to say, hey, you haven't been paying. We're, we're going to do a court action. We're going to try to take the house back if you don't pay in the coming months. And usually you can save that. You can save it, either get the back the back payments done, or you can list the house, sell it, or the property goes to auction. And this is a list of people that are just behind on their mortgage payments. And it's a really good list. Love it. Um, so it's definitely one I do recommend. It's definitely a good one. And uh, last but not least, you know, there, there's a million free lists again, freeholding.com. I really break it down. This, no, there's one more after this, but, uh, this is going to be the IRS or credit card lien list killer list. I'm telling you right now, these are people that have not paid their federal taxes from the IRS. IRS puts liens on people all the time. We love the IRS, the great people. Um, and the credit card lien list people that are behind on the credit card, they're not paying the credit card payments, right? So Sometimes people will pay their taxes, but not the credit card. So like they pop up on different things. Um, so just understand that. Um, and last is the arrest record list. So people that got arrested, those people that they got to sell their house too, right? Like the, they're homeowners too, uh, right? So not every, like this is a big myth people get. Not everyone on the arrest record list is like this violent criminal, right? I mean, I, I, I had someone who, you know, they they sold their house to me because they're shoplifting and you know, not a violent, like it's not a violent crime. Right. And you know, they're, they're human beings too. Like they're citizens and they got to sell their house too. And people that get arrested, a lot of them want to sell their property. So it's definitely a good list to be going after too. So what are my top paid software lists? So these are softwares you got to pay for listaria.com, zackdata.com. Those are the ones I use. You can use whatever. Those are just links for free trials. Use whatever one you use. Like, I don't care at the end of the day. Like, I make my money literally wholesaling real estate. So um, those are just free stuff for you guys to use. But my top free uh, paid software lists, these are going to be the vacants. So uh, usually vacant or absentee owner, those are very similar. Just it's how they pull it. It's like a tad different. Like at, vacant is literally just people with that green slip. So what's a vacant property? Technically, a vacant property is... Like it's a USPS, so the United States Postal Service. If you are not collecting your mail, I think after two or three weeks, they'll just stop mailing to you. And the USPS labels it vacant, right? And they in Florida, they put a green slip, it just says vacant. And so now they're like, okay, don't send that to that mailbox. It's just a lost cause, right? So that is technically a vacant list. Now, absentee owner, they calculate differently. It's not from the United States Postal Service records. It's basically a record of them showing that nobody's living in the house and the owner actually doesn't live in it. And no one's, so a rental property, hey, I don't live in the house, right? But someone's living in it. That's probably a rental property. That's where the software pops it up. But if no one's living in the property, okay, 
And then this person who owns it's not living in the house. It's absentee. It's like, they're like 1% off. They're very similar. So I put vacant on there. You can do absentee if you want. Uh, if the property is just sitting there vacant, they're losing money. They got to pay taxes. It's burning a hole in their pocket, right? Probably a chance they want to sell it for cash, right? Higher than usual if you just do like just a regular list, right? Next here's high equity. High equity is probably the least motivated list, but they're really good deals on that list. Like if you get, if you get something on there, it's going to be really good. It's like, it's kind of like deep sea fishing to a point. Like you're like, if I go to like a regular lake, I can catch bass all day. It's like five seconds. Now, if I go to a nice big, huge wreck and I try to get this huge, like if I, I go out here, try to like catch a big Wahoo, um, Goliath grouper too easy to catch, but like a huge fish, like a, let's say for like a blue tuna, you know, it's a lot harder to catch a blue tuna, but once I catch that blue tuna, it's better than any bass you can catch, right? So I like a high equity deal. Like these are 50, 60, $70,000 deals we usually do. And usually 40, 30, like if you're a beginner and your acquisitions isn't too good. Um, and they're big deals versus your average deal might be five to 10,000, right? Um, so these are people that have a lot of equity in their house. What's equity technically? Equity to a technical level is if you just don't owe a lot of prop, like you don't owe a lot of debt on the real estate. So if the real estate is worth 200,000 and you owe 10,000, you have 190,000 in equity, 190 divided by that 200 was that 95% equity, something like that. Um, just high equity equity is usually above 60% here. Next here's the tired landlord list. So why am I going after tired landlords, not regular landlords? A lot of regular landlords just like being a landlord. You know, they got rental properties. Good investment, right? Love it. Cool, right? So you have to understand this, though, that landlords that own properties that's just been sitting there for a while, and maybe the landlord's getting older and they just want to get rid of it because it's a headache being a landlord. Just I'm a landlord. I, it's a headache sometimes. Uh, so if a landlord's in a criteria that makes them kind of sick and tired of the real estate, they've owned it for a while, they're getting older, and they got equity in the property. They just want to get rid of it for cash, right? Maybe the uh, tenant is just trashing the house or something. Really good motivation with that list. And number four here is going to be the zombie properties list. Everyone, everyone goes crazy for the zombie properties list, right? It, it, it's a it's a buzzword in wholesaling. Uh, but really, basically, what a zombie property is is basically a pre foreclosure, kind of like what I ex explained before, the behind their mortgage payments. And they stopped paying their mortgage and then they skipped a uh, town basically where they've just, they left the property. It's basically a vacant pre-foreclosure. The best way I could explain it. So it's someone who's behind the mortgage and then they just stopped living in the house. They kind of abandoned like the bank's going to take it over. And usually you can help these sellers out and you can make money doing it. So zombie properties are great. Kind of a hard list to pull by yourself. Uh, so the zombie properties is really cool. Um, vacants used to only get that data when you were a 501c3, basically a nonprofit. Did a lot of research on that um, like years ago on doing it. So that's why I'm kind of, I know that pretty well when I, I won't get into that. But uh, zombie profit, like it's a very hard list usually to pull, but you know, the software makes it really easy to do. And good deals, like I get really good deals from that. So those are basically the paid software lists. Those are lists you can uh, basically pay for. And they work really well. You know, they're like, Again, this is kind of like a broad macro view of this. There's definitely more nitty gritty ones. Uh, the one thing I would explain for a beginner here on finding distressed properties is drying for dollars also. 
I love trying for dollars. I, I do think it's one of the best ways out here to actually find deals. And that's when you get in your car and you drive around and you just look for ugly looking houses. One of the best lists out there. And in my opinion, in my opinion, all you really got to do is just skip trace that list. So find the people's phone numbers of all those lists. If you want to pay for it, use like a zackdata.com or like true people search if it's free. You find their phone number, you call them on the phone and ask them if they're the owner of the house and if they want to sell it, meet them at, meet them at the property, you're good to go. But this video is more of a how to find motivated sellers. So these are the lists. Um, and, you know, just cold calling is going to be the best one. Now, if you got some money, SMS text blasting, uh, reverse drawing for dollars. If you want to learn exactly how to market out these channels out, again, freewholesaling.com has the entire training. Um, but that is my story. I'm sticking to it. That is how you find motivated sellers. Um, let me know if you guys have any questions with that. Um, but really what I want to do right now really quick is uh, just show you some examples. So I will do here the... Um, I'll show you this quick example. So um, I'm going to go here, like just show you like how to do a free list really quick. So uh, this is all at freewholesaling.com, by the way. But like I'm here on the uh, Palm Beach County Clerk of the Court website, right? Um, this is one of my local markets. So um, I don't live in Palm Beach County, but I mean, pretty close by me. So what I'm just going to do is click like official records. I'm going to click accept here. Make sure you guys can see that. Um, yeah. And so basically what I'm going to go here is like go by like property type or I go by document type and you can kind of search it from there. And sometimes it, it gets a little difficult, but like you can search properties from here, um, search certain uh, issues with the property. So uh, you do the book and page, CFN, uh, stuff like that. You can actually find motivations from there. Uh, these are like official records. Now you can actually go back here. Let me go, hold on. Trying to find the court docket. Um, where is it? Hold on, let me just go back here. Search court records. So if you search court records, it, it'll pop up other dockets too. So um, this is popping up. So each one's different. So like, like so pop. Like Palm Beach County is a, like they make it a lot more difficult for some reason. I don't know why, but they just do. So all I have to do is go to the public uh, court here. So the court records, not the public records. I, I forgot. Palm Beach switched their website again. So just great. Um, so I'll go by here to like the court type and then case type. So literally search here, um, admin, appeal, criminal, domestic, uh, felony, right? Uh, misdemeanors, traffic, small, small claims. I can kind of go by the court. So like I'll go to like small claims, for example, and then I can go kind of go by like claims on this, you know, all, and then case type won't pop up. So I got to switch it up to county civil. And then I can kind of go like, for, here's another really good one, like uh, eviction with damages is a really good list. So eviction non-monetary, for example, like that's a really good, like, I, again, I I can't go into a 10 hour video on this, but like what I'm telling you is like, if I go to the uh, county civil here, eviction with damages, like over $2,500 in damages. Um, and let's say it began 01, uh, 01, 2022. Um, if I search that, uh, probably nothing crazy here. But like, if I go back here and do, 
Um, one row per column. Uh, so the over $2,500, uh, that probably not going to list, but if I go here to like 2,500 to 15,000, this is a good one right here. So like if I, I'll go by file date, right? I want to go to the nearest one. So this is going to be a really good list. Like this is an example of Palm Beach. People tell me Palm Beach is too crazy. All I got to do is go here to property. I'll, I'll probably skip the property management company, but go back here to uh, right here. We'll do this one. So I'm going here. This is another property management. So I'm just going to skip that. I just want to get actual mom and pop people. Usually it's companies though that you just understand. So like Safran Holdings, I can go look up who owns that one. It's Safran Holdings. Um, usually these are bigger landlords. So we only want to find like the mom and pop ones. Um, that might be a good one, right? Um, this is a good one here. Like Uma, Thur Uma Thurmila versus uh, Terry Myers. So you just look up at this lady. So I'm going to search this last name. Let me find out who's the petitioner. So I go here and I like to see, where is it? Um, who was it? I think it's Terry Myers, right? So I go here. So I think Terry Myers is the owner. So I'm going to copy this and now I'm going to go to the property appraiser. So let me go to the Palm Beach County property appraiser. Um, each county property appraiser. It kind of pops up here. What's up? Um, let me share my screen here. Right here. Um, so let's go. Um, so Terry Myers, right? So just pop that in. Uh, let's see. Myers go by T. All right. There's too many Myers actually. That's crazy. All right. We're going to go by Myers T. I'm going to search Myers, I guess. And so we got a lot of Myers. Okay. So we're just going to go by here. Keep looking. You guys see me, right? So there's a lot of Myers and Palm Beach that own real estate. So it's kind of a bigger one. So I have to manually go through this, which is fine. Um, 15. So T E right. T. So Terry Myers is right here. So this is in Jupiter. So this is the property, which they evicting the person I've seen. So this would be it. And so this person had damages to that rental property. So I can go look up the location address here and they could own it or not. Let me see here. Yeah. So for example, I can just look this up here. So there's a couple nuances in the state of Florida, which you have to get experience doing, but I'll show you really quick. So I'm just looking at this uh, piece of property right here. Um, this property does not, does it have one? Wait. Um, looks like it has a homestead on it. So maybe it's not, but uh, recently got bought. So 
and go here. Um, county civil. So let's just make sure again. So let me see this. So let me pop this up really quick. So again, so I'm taking my sweet time doing this, like showing you how to do like these really crazy lists. So for example, here, I just popped up, hold on. So I just went here to just showing you. I went to the case here um, of the eviction list. And do you see here, I went to party names and case information, right? So it looks like the plaintiff is uh, the Thurmlin person. So if I go here to dockets and I go here to um, complaint, and then I go here and look up the actual thing on here, it'll pop up the address and I can actually get information from it. So for example, here's the court document where it kind of like shows that Terry Meyer. So, so it says here, plaintiff, the owner of 2620 Sandy K in West Palm um, is saying that the agreement was 2,500 bucks and there's damages on it. Um, damages are not exceeding on this property. So that means this is a property that might be motivated, right? And the management company might not be a good one, but like I'm looking here, look in your local market, or if you're doing like a niche list, it's the courts showing that, hey, this person did damage to the property for this much, like it, that might be a good deal. Right. And then there's like, there's other ones, there's probates, pull it out, but like, that's how you go to the clerk of the court and actually find it and look at it. Um, pretty good. And then like, if I wanted to pay for a list or something, um, I would go here to like listri.com. So I just show you really quick, like an example, how to use that. Um, oh, that's basically just prop stream. So share my screen. So let's do like, um, I don't know, what's, what's a state we can do? Um, let's do Las Vegas, right? So we're like, go to Las Vegas. And remember, it's like very manual the way I did that. But like, I can go to like a quick list choice here. Go by like senior citizens, vacant, tired landlords, right? If I want to get like a similar list or something, um, I can just go by tired landlords and then it pops that up. And then, it, and then we can kind of get in the nitty gritty, uh, MLS stash, make sure we're not dealing with properties that are on market. Um, you know, ownership information guys, all my valuation. So we went under the median, so I don't want it to be over 400 K, uh, the value. So we're going to get under 400 K. Like I, I can really get a nitty nitty gritty on this list and actually get some decent deals from it. So that's how I do it guys. My whole explanation on like how to pull prop stream lists, uh, you use like zackdata.com. That's another service. Um, I just pick prop stream just cause I don't know, it's already up. I was talking about the zombie property. So, um, like you just quick list and it hit zombie properties. Good. Uh, Zach data works too. Like they're all good, but, um, honestly at the end of the, at the end of the day, guys, like all the information you need to go pull these deals and do really good in wholesaling real estate, it's at your fingertips. I show you how to do it for free show you how to do it for paid all the information is at freewholesaling.com so the real question is 
why aren't you taking action? And I feel like the most important part. So let's do it. So uh, let's see what questions we got here and see how I can help. Uh, questions pertaining to kind of the live we just said here. Uh, let's see here. Fellow Floridian was up. All right, let's pop this up. Hold on. All righty. All right, let's get some questions up here. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Love it, love it. Um, let's get pumped already. Let's see here. So uh, Serene Sound says, um, what if there are no wholesalers or cash buyers in my market? What's well, a very first step to get into virtual wholesaling? So most likely there's a cash buyer in your market. You can pull cash buyers pretty easy on like PropStream. I can show you, for example, you just let me know the market. I can go look it up really quick. Uh, hey, everyone, if the AMD wasn't deposited to the title company or even the contract wasn't turned to the title company, 48 does it avoid? It depends on the contract. If the contract says it's void, then most likely it is. How is everyone calling and text blasting multiple numbers in a day? I use prop stream uh, to find the properties, but the time I skip trace them and get all the pot, it takes me five minutes per property. So I don't know what you're doing here. If you want to text like and call, so for example, like, you can use like zackdata.com for texting, right? Like that's a texting platform you can use. And for calling, you can use like a dialer. Like that's a link for a dialer you can use. Like there's, I got the links for it all if you want, but like, honestly, all you got to do is use like a dialer. I like Mojo too. Like everyone poop poops on like Mojo. I, I started out doing Mojo dialer and it worked really well for me. So um, you can use a dialer, a text blasting software. The software makes it easier to do. And just text. I, you're probably overthinking it. Like most of the time, you're overthinking it at, when you're doing it. Let's go. I love it. Got under. Oh my gosh. Uh, Solorange. Uh, oh my gosh. Just got a house under contract today. Ready to wholesale it. Woo. Love that. Awesome. Um, T1 says, do you guys use different mailers other than the RS postcards to fire damage? So we don't do postcards to fire damage properties. We kind of, we do it towards high equity. Um, again, if you want to learn mail, like how to do direct mail the right way, uh, mailingmastery.com, that kind of, sh that shows us our, the exact scripts I use, stuff like that. Um, we are basically exclusively doing ROS mailers now. Um, we do a like, honestly, we do a lot, but between you and like, we're just doing ROS mailers now just because it's working the best for us. We've tried their other ones that, um, uh, open letter and stuff, but like we're just doing the ROS ones. Um, they're working best for us. Uh, Unbolted says, but the calculator um, I have says my maximum allowed offer is 211. Should I get the seller's price or should I get get it lower? Uh, lower than your MAO is kind of how it works. All right. So uh, everyone knows here, uh, Wednesday, Thursdays, we talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. So if you want to talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, learn exactly how to get started in this business, uh, love to talk to you. Love to see how I can help you guys out. And um, yeah, so let's uh, let's pop some people on here. So let's go switch this. Where is this? Um, I think we're working. 
All right. Pop some people up. Let's talk. All still in real estate. Um, hello. Hey, Morning. Zach. What's up? Hello. How are you? Doing good, man. How are you? It's been a pretty good day today. Man. Awesome. <laughs> I uh, I wanted to hop on here today and talk to you about this objection I had on an appointment today. It was it's kind of one of those ones I I tried to overcome it, but I, I don't really think I did. So uh, it was another multifamily property I'm working, another quadplex. I found it uh, another driving for dollars leads, but it's a tired landlord also. I uh, I started cold calling this morning. It was probably it's probably about an hour into my session, got the seller on the phone and, you know, asked if she was the owner and went through all that, asked if she wanted to sell. And she said, oh, Lord, yes, I want to sell was her exact word. So I was like, man, just motivated. So, you know, did some basic qualifications over the phone there, went on the appointment. She showed me all the all the units, got pictures and all that stuff. And we just started started talking took some time and talked build rapport and things like that and uh the objection that came up she started talking to me about a year ago she had the property tied up under contract with another wholesaler in my market and uh that wholesaler i, I don't know the, the specifics of what happened but they tried to get an extension on the contract they told her all the title paperwork wasn't ready you and i probably know that they just hadn't found a buyer yet yeah. So they tried, they tried to get an extension and, uh, she said that she had to get a lawyer to back out of the contract. Ooh. Well now, because of that bad scenario she had, it just so happens that wholesaler uses the same title company that I use. It's the, it's the main one for investors around here. Nice. So she is overly, I mean, when I say overly, I mean, extremely worried that if we go through this title company, she thinks for some reason, if she signs the purchase sale agreement that she's signing the property away. And she was asking me like, well, how do I know I'm going to get my money? And I, I want my money the same day. And I tried to tell her like, you know, they'll either wire it to you or they'll put a check in your hand on closing day when we sign the documents. And, uh, she's just really overly worried that she's not going to get her money. And, uh, you know, I try to explain to her that all the funds go into an escrow account. That's a third party person and they represent you and me. And, you know, I tried to overcome the objection. She's just overly worried that she's not going to get her money and we're going to end up with the property still. And uh, she was going as far as to ask me, like, well, the title company, who's the check going to come from? And I was like, well, it comes from their escrow account. And uh, so the appointment pretty much ended with, you know, we agreed on a price. We had a price and everything was good. We just, I just couldn't get that commitment to sign without her wanting to go and do some more research on the title company. Offered to use another title company. She didn't want to use that one. She recommended a title company she wanted to use, but they don't do assignments. So the appointment pretty much ended with, uh, she wants to sell it. She needs to sell it but she wants to do some more research on the title company and uh, wants to have her lawyer look over the purchase and sell agreement. So, okay. There's literally only I, one thing you can do here. One thing. Okay. All right. Are you ready for this? Let's I mean, hear it. I mean, you know, what kills all deals, right? Right. Time. Time kills yeah. all deals. So you're going to have to go with this. What's the potential profit on this? 
probably about another minimum twenty thousand dollar assignment. Okay. Unfortunately, this is not what you want to do, but this is what you have to do. You're <laughs> you're going to have to guarantee. Please come. All right. You're going to have to guarantee. So <laughs> we got some kid problems. No worries. You know, um, we got, we got, he got, a, he got a scrape. He got a scrape on his back. He wants a bandaid. Oh no. Um, hey, basically dropping. what you have to do is there's either two, two examples you have to do right here. So you can use that person's title company. Kind of like what Rick said last week. Um, he was talking about this. They need to pay for all the title, right? Okay. But here's the problem. What, what was the issue with them? Why aren't you going to use that title company? Well, the title company that she recommended to me that she would be comfortable using, I called them and they won't do an assignment. So I would have to Fine. do some form of double close. You're going to have to double close with that right. title company and they're going to pay for the title. So my question on double now, closing. Go ahead. Now, here's the problem. They, they might not let you double close. So there's two things you can do here. And unfortunately, this is probably your best bet. You're going to have to find another title company that's like 30 minutes away or 20 minutes away. That's going to allow you to double close. Right. And that's what you're going to have to do. Um, if she's so, it, it, what I would also do, I've been in the situation a couple times because I got greedy wholesalers all over me. I would meet with that seller at that title company with the owner of the title company an owner will meet with a seller if it means getting that thing done okay. and just asking or the title agent yeah. and meet them there with a contract go over the contract together and get it signed and then okay. she can ask the questions to the title company and they can basically give her a guarantee see that that actually might work out pretty well because the title company i use they have an attorney on staff and i've got a pretty good relationship with that attorney like i can call yeah. her up and set an appointment between you and me, bro, um, that that seller most likely when they when they say they're going to see an attorney, they usually never do. They they, oh, they, they have like a paralegal third cousin once removed uh, neighbor that, that's going to look at it. Yeah. So if you say, "Hey, I actually have a third party attorney who helps me close a lot of transactions, who works for that title company," why don't we just we, no obligation? Why don't we go meet with them? And if all your questions are answered from that attorney. We can sign there and get the agreement done. Right. You should be. Yeah, no she was just. Uh, she was and just really overly worried. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you'll say she, thousands I mean, uh, with an attorney. She she wanted to know like all my contact information in case that she had to sue me and things like that, and asked if she could see my driver's license to make sure I was who I was saying I was. And you got nothing and to hide, man. Yeah, exactly. You're work, her, you got integrity. Yeah. You're fine. Now you I'll can her, only uh, be sued if you're doing deceptive practices, right? Right. You are lying to not. the seller, which you are not, right? right. You're being open and upfront with them. So right. you're doing everything the right way. Now, the only thing you can get technically sued on is if you cloud the title, you know, you put an affidavit when you don't yeah. have it locked up, right? Um, right. Or if you don't close within that time frame, but we have an inspection period, right? Um, so right. you should be good within that inspection period to get out of it. But really, you got to close this deal. But you got buyers. Oh, man. I you, you've done deals before. So 
Oh, I could sell this deal in probably two days because the complex right next door, an out-of-town hedge fund already bought that complex, and they would scoop this one up off just pictures. Between you and me, man, Uh, number one, meet him at the title company, that attorney. I think it'll be fine. That's what I'm going to try. I told her that I'll give her a call back on uh, Friday, so I'm going to call her back. I got another appointment set tomorrow, and I'll just go ahead and share to the stream, man. Uh, Driving for dollars and cold calling is killer. I mean, that list, I I just skipped trace probably 700 driving for dollars leads last night. I called for an hour today, got two follow-ups, an appointment for tomorrow, and had that appointment today. And I'm pretty sure the appointment tomorrow will be a deal. And I feel pretty good about this deal today. I mean, and I spent, I think, $150 skip tracing it and probably $50 in gas to get all that. I know. People are sleeping on it, man. They're sleeping on the drive for dollars. (laughs) You know, I I can only say, I say drawing for dollars probably 50. I say the word drawing for dollars on this YouTube channel probably 100 times a week. Oh, no doubt. I don't know how more I can, (laughs) I don't know what else I can do um no. it works man I, I mean i you've already heard my, my whole spiel about it um you've kind of said before what you're trying to get virtual i the number one thing i'd be focusing on is finding young investors in your market and have them drive for dollars for you just you don't have yeah. enough time to drive for dollars you don't have nah. 60 hours a week to drive have them do it and you split the profits yeah i got i got two people that drive for me right now and uh you know 50 50 splits and uh you know, I still drive on my own and yeah. to try to get some deals that I get to keep all the equity myself. But um, I had one more question about uh, about double closing, something that I, I had explained to me there the other day. Yeah, that's probably <clears> not so, a good deal for it, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping I can just do, like you said, meet with her at the title company with the attorney that they have on staff there and kind of have some of those objections hashed out and get the contract signed and, yeah. and go from there but and uh, there were third parties it's trusted like right. they kind of like you're talking you're talking in a way that you want to get the deal right it's kind of better from a right. third party yeah she was just really overly concerned i mean when i was walking around the property i noticed she was sitting there like recording me like she was really overly concerned and that's fine i understand she got done really dirty by another wholesaler there's nothing and, wrong with uh, what you're doing right like like that other wholesaler just like didn't even tell her and brought like 15 inspectors and buyers out and started knocking on all the tenants doors and telling the tenants like, Hey, we need to inspect the property. Your landlord's selling the property, blah, blah, blah. And she got done really wrong. And I tried to just tell her like, you know, we're not going to have those problems. And I explained to her, I was like, you know, she's an older woman. And uh, I was like, ma'am, you know, I don't, I want you to feel safe for one and feel secure. And like this transaction is going to go over smoothly and I'm not going to move forward. If you don't feel like that's the case, because you being an older person, I could get in trouble if you feel like I did wrong to you and I'm not going to go down that road. You technically can. uh, So I'll give you this thing. If someone felt like they got wrong, but you were completely upfront with everyone, you're good. Now, if you lied and all this deceit, you're good. If, if you do a deal and they feel they regretted it four years later and they were older, it's you're not going to get in trouble for that. Now, if you were deceitful, you, you were not up front, you, you know, you're not ethical on it, of course you will. Just yeah. understand that, like, again, yeah, you have a lot more rights when you're older selling a property, but it's not like, hey, I'm older, I can just renege out of anything I, I want, right? Yeah. You can't. But just so, understand that. Yeah, I mean, other than that, it was a good appointment, like, you know, 
walking through the units, the negotiation on the price, I started out at 155,000. She came back and said the lowest I can go is 170. And I thought about it and I was kind of wanting to try to get in at around 170, which is why I started at 150. And uh, I told her I would do the 170,000 all cash and we'll cover the closing costs and things like that. And uh, then we started getting into the objections. But uh, I'll keep I, you hey, updated on what happens. I think really I'll be able questions. to get it locked up. Why don't meet that with the attorney they have at the title company? Don't yeah. say it's your attorney. The, the There's a really good attorney that closes a lot of real estate. They'll save you a bunch of money, save me a bunch of money, and have them go over everything with you. Okay. That's what I do. Personally, I would I would do that first. And second, I, I'd personally just close on the deal, but I'd have to get like a stupid, insane like price for it to even work on another title company. There's too much risks. Right. But those would be my options, and you know what to do, man. Yeah, one option I uh, I might explore with her is there's an actual real estate attorney up here that will do assignments. I might see if she wants to set an, a, an appointment up with the actual attorney, and then if everything goes good, I can have that attorney handle the closing because he will do an assignment. Yeah, but if he's gonna if he's gonna say I advise you not to take that, you can get a higher offered. I, I've had that before. I've saved those deals, yeah. but um, you should be fine. I, I would do the title company because the title company doesn't care what price it is. You know, right. I've had attorneys, they're, they're, they're risky, man. Like they're unpredictable. Um, yeah, that, that is true. So my last question, and I'll hop off here and give somebody else who needs a little bit more help a chance. Uh, so when you're doing a double closing, you know, I've, I've seen the traditional method, you know, say I wanted to close on a property myself, I would fund it myself or go to a private lender or something like that. And I would close on the A to B transaction and I would turn around and sell it to the buyer on the B to C transaction. Well, somebody yeah. pointed out to me a method the other day that you can have the end buyer kind of fund everything in reverse. So C would fund B, which would then fund A. So the cash buyer would come through, sign all of his documents submit the total price of what he's going to be paying for it at the end into escrow. And then those funds gets distributed over to me and then distributed off to the seller. So it's kind of goes CBA. And then I just keep the difference from B to C. Have you ever heard of anything like that? It's called, I think they told me it was uh, called single source funding or something like that. The, yeah. I, Florida is like double closing and escrow. It's something double closing in something. Right. I, I think it's double closing and escrow. Closing escrow too. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. different verbiages because it's technically not a term. But it's basically when you use the cash buyer's funds and they're paying 200, you locked it up for 150. So they'll take the 150 on your end and then they'll fund the extra 50 to you. I've seen that happen before too. Um, you need right. a good title company that would like that. Okay. Some are like, hey, that's fine, right? It's tet like yeah. I don't know the state laws, but like for most, it's not illegal to do that. Uh, but some title companies just won't like. It's legal for you to do an assignment in Tennessee, but some title companies just right. don't want to deal with it, right? Um, you're gonna have to find a title company that well. That investment title company might be able to, might want to. Yeah, I think but, the one that I'm using now will actually do it because I had seen a deal that another uh, another wholesaler did. And uh, it was on a big, big multifamily complex, and they closed in reverse like that. And, uh, oh yeah, if I, I, I know up front, they didn't have the four hundred thousand dollars to fund the deal themselves, so they closed yeah. in reverse. I'm almost positive. I mean, I mean, if you have, if you legit have the, um, if you're making over forty, I, I would be doing that all day. Yeah, all day. 
I, I, so, I have a vlog coming out. We're, we were like, had a, we had a deal where it's like 25 grand, 30 grand. We're like, okay. End up the buyer just like, so many buyers wanted it. We're selling, we sold it for like 40. And then the right. buyer was like kind of new and shaky, but it was the only buyer that was gonna make 40. Everyone else was like at 30. I was like, let's just double close and be sure. And yeah. I kind of break down the product, but like I do all the time. It works really well. Now blind huds are the best, but that's an illegal yeah. gray area. So double yeah. close it, man. Um, if you're making over 40, but you should ask yeah. the title company about that. Yeah, I'm gonna give them a call tomorrow. It was too late today. Once I kind of started diving into the meth a little bit more and I got the closing on the other quadplex with the 37,000 assignment Woo! set for next Thursday. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go, man. Love it. So, uh, look forward to it. But uh, I'll hop off here. I'll let somebody else hop on. And uh, I appreciate the advice, man. I'll take action no on it. I'll let you know how it goes. Appreciate it, man. Keep it up. Have a good one. <laughs> awesome. Woo! Job, Corey. He's getting deals, man. He's an action taker. I, I love seeing that, you know. Uh, love it. I love it. Joel's coming up tomorrow. We'll see, man. We'll see the results. See if you got the calling or not, you know. I'll know by the action. That's how I always know. Uh, Justin. Yo, Zach. What's up, man? What's up, man? Nice to finally meet you. Yeah, man. <laughs> Awesome, man. What, what's up? Just, I'm in that beginner stage. You know, I'm not a, exactly at Corey's level yet, but um, I've been learning for like a month and a half now. And Tennessee? Yeah, Chattanooga. Tennessee, okay. Yeah. And so basically just driving for dollars. And uh, this is my first week off from work, so I get to stay home and actually like work on stuff. Um, I work about like 60, 70 hours a week at my job, so it's like a lot of time that I can't really focus on wholesaling just yet. Okay. Um, so yeah, basically um, my big question for you is like how to, how I should prioritize my time because of that. Okay, how much free time you got? I got Saturday, Sundays usually. And that's okay, pretty much Okay, why are you it. free today? Surgery, I just had surgery on Monday. Ooh, geez, man, <laughs> yeah. you doing better? A little bit, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, blessings for you. Hopefully, you're doing good there. Okay, so honestly, like the weekend warrior type thing, it comes down to drying for dollars and cold calling um, in reverse order. Cold calling on Sundays sucks. Saturday is kind of better. So I would drive for dollars on Sundays and then cold call Saturdays. That's going to be your best bet. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of a weird order, but Saturdays is going to be the best. And if you want to find out where to drive for dollars, you're in Chatt Chattanooga. Um, I'm not going to mention names. I know four wholesalers in Chattanooga. And um, some are very public about what they do in Chattanooga, which means their zip codes they use, they do deals on are very public. I would implore you. You found me on TikTok, right? Yeah. You probably know a thing or two about the internet. <laughs> so you figure out what their companies are. And figure out where who their cash buyers are. It'll be very easy to find their cash buyers. Find out where they're doing their deals and reverse that. I think I think it'd be pretty easy for you to figure that out. That's how I'd figure out the hot marks to drive for dollars. Drive for dollars there should be good to go. All right, so drive for dollars Sunday and call on Saturdays. Yes. 
What about texting during the week? Yeah, you can do um, two to sevens usually the best, but I know okay. it's kind of harder to do that. But you can do seven to eight if you really want. Um, yeah. All right. That'd be my opinion. Like, that's probably gonna be your, your best bet. And then you could also like, if you want to get kind of crazy, you can do some reverse drawing for dollars too. Just grab some sticky notes while you're driving out, and you see a really ugly house, just slap that sucker on, and you'll be good. Hey, this is Justin. I had a quick question about the house. Give me a call back. Put your phone number. You'll be good to go. Sounds good. Oh yeah, man. You don't want to waste your time. You kind of saw like uh, what I had there, like that eviction list that I pulled in the beginning. Like I would pull, like there's probably five or ten of those in Chattanooga for the past three months. I would just slap those things on, be good to go. Um, in other rental communities, you, you know, you can see you get some tired landlords from there. But I'm telling you, like pull those government lists, do that. That's what I'd do. Sounds good, man. You got it, man. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the love, support, and uh, see you soon. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Next. Awesome. Love to see it. Yeah, guys. I remember a lot. Like, y'all think I don't remember y'all. I, I remember, like, most of y'all. Like, if you put a name and a face, I remember the comments. Even if it was, like, comments for, like, months. Like, I remember Justin said a comment, like, three weeks ago. He saw me on TikTok. I still remember that. It's a gift and a curse the identic uh, memory thing, but I remember most of y'all. And especially you come on the lives, like I, I definitely remember you. So Hector. Yo. Can you hear me? Hey, oh there we go. I had I had to unmute myself. What's up, man? Hey, uh first time. Uh yeah, thanks for having me on. Nice meeting you, man. Where, where are you uh, calling from? Uh, Central Valley, California. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Fresno? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Good to generalize, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm a newbie, so just starting out. Um, I think I'm two and a half weeks in every single day. Uh, you know, I have a nine to five, so I'm kind of limited to time. But yeah, consistent with it. Um, I had a question, though. Um, I have some leads coming in now, and the only thing I'm struggling with is, I guess, finding the right words to say to get that appointment in person. Okay, so say that one more time. Yeah, okay, so I have some leads that are, they're hot leads, uh, they, they, meaning they meet the four pillars, right? But now... uh it's time to sign that contract, but, uh, I guess I, I don't know how to position myself into getting that appointment or agreeing to that appointment while at the same time, um, you know, qualifying them or preparing them for, for that scenario of signing it once I'm there. Great question. So it's conditioning the seller. That's basically it. So having a conversation with you, Hector, like, Hey, Hector, how's it going? You know, motivation, condition, time frame, price, right? We're going through all that. Okay. Well, I mean, the next step we do here is I'm kind of old school. I'm going to go look at the property in person. Uh, what's a good time for me to go by the house and, and see if it's a right fit for me? I, I got to see if it's a right fit. I'm not saying I want to buy your house because then you're chasing. Some sellers don't like that. Usually that's not how the sale process will be really good. Right. Oh, you know, Tuesday at whatever. That's how you set it up, right? And then 
Okay, great. I'll see you there. I'll call you before to make sure. I'm not even conditioning them, right? And so right, we're right. set up for, I call them on Tuesday. I'm set up to meet them on Friday, right? Now, Thursday, the day before, now I call them again to make sure they're good for Friday. And just say, hey, Hector, how's it going? Just making sure we're all good for 8 a.m. here on Friday. Hey, I had a quick question about the house. And hey, uh, you know, uh, how's the uh, stucco on the outside? Or, you know, how old's the painting? Right. Is it neat painting? Just a stupid question, right? Something right, stupid. Right, you always right. have a yeah. house. You're looking at the pictures, right? And then you basically, uh, how old's the roof? I can't really see the front, whatever. Also, you know, the, the way we work is I respect your time. I know you want to respect my time. I just want, before I go out there, I don't want to waste anyone's time. I'm ready to buy this house for cash. Are, are you ready to sell it? Yes. So Hector, before I go there, are you ready to make a commitment to see if you're going to give me a yes or no decision on selling the house? I usually just go there once. I don't go there multiple times. Are you ready to make a yes or no decision on selling when I go there tomorrow? I shut up. I'm going for you to say yes or no. If you say no, okay, no problem, Hector. Just give me a call when you're ready to make that decision and I go meet you there. Or if you say yes, boom. That's it. Bro, that's so it. So it's pretty simple, right? It's just uh, kind of leading them to that, right? By these questions that are kind of irrelevant. If you just the ask them all and... at once. Yeah, yeah. It's confusing, man. So it's a process. There's a method of my madness, man. Yeah. I've done it every which way. From scaling a, a whole team and doing it myself, I that is the best approach. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I've been, uh, I guess, struggling with. Um, the cold calling, I kind of have it down with uh, qualifying them. And, and it's just really getting that appointment down. And then from there, um, securing it, I guess. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah. telling you. Like, yeah. that's it, man. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay. Yeah, that, that pretty much answered it right there. So hopefully I'll have something soon. I'm really hoping right. on that one. Yeah. Well, let me show you, you this. Yeah. Hector, hold up. Can you see my screen? Uh, no, I just see you. All right. All right. Do you see the screen now? Yeah. All right. Right here is the wholesaling house for real Facebook group. Someone posted this April 3rd, Martin. What's up, Martin? Shout out to Martin. Martin just did a $30,000 assignment deal. April 3rd in Fresno. All right. Wow. So I'm just letting you know the deals are out there, man. <laughs> The deals are out there. There should be no limiting thought in your mind that there's no deals. There is plenty of deals. There is Hector. There's nothing stopping right now from you doing a $38,000 deal right now. There's nothing stopping you. Take the action. Visualize that man. This could be you. It will be me. Questions are going to take the action to do it. I think you will. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. Uh, Like I said, I'm working on time constraints, but I'm damn consistent there, with it, man, every single day. So, Brian's on the wall, man. You're in a great market. People are doing big deals. There's a lot, a lot of deals out there, man. Plenty of fish for everyone to catch. So you got this, man. I appreciate you, man. You're awesome, dude. Thanks. Appreciate it, Hector. Have a blessed one. You too. 30,000. Come on, man. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Shout out to Martin. I want to give a shout out to Martin. Um, Shout out to him, man. That's that's really cool. Um, let me check something out. I don't know if I have it. Um, I'll pop it up again. But like, come on, like yeah, people. I, there's so many people posting their first check. Um, I love it, Zach. I just picked up my first check. 
don't know who that is. It's on, it's under Facebook user. Let me uh let me see here. Come on. Um let's see. Got the first check. Alexis. Congrats, Alexis. Good job. Awesome. Love seeing people with a success. Let's go. Alrighty. Um, we got next. Uh, Van. Oh, hey Zach. What's up? How are you? Oh, I am. I am. I'm a bit crazy right now. Like holy cow. I'm worried about my um purchase and sales agreement right now. The we haven't. So when we turned in our purchase and sales agreement, we did it a week after we signed it, and we didn't turn the EMD to the um, title company. We turned it to the seller. Would that void the contract in any way? No. Um, depends how the contract's written. But how much of an e why did you give the EMD to the seller? Um, he asked for it. And? And we gave it to him. Hey, Van, can I have 10 grand right now? Maybe. <laughs> the, the way you give off free information, it's well worth the cost. Can I get 10 million from you right now? I don't have that much yet. Not oh, yet. Soon. You just you just denied me of a ridiculous request. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, right. I, I just gave you a ridiculous request. That seller just gave you a just just say hey no we usually give it to the title company that's how it works it's a third party. Right. Uh -huh. um, so I would let them keep the hundred. They got to give it to you back to me back out. It's a lot harder to get that man. Um, you should be fine though. But that's how you lose your money, bro. I, uh, so I'm, not, the, I'm not saying anything mean. I'm just saying like, yes. that's how you lose your money. Don't do that. I've never said that in a video. So just FYI, you th you should be good though. So the contract I used was for freeholdersailing.com. So okay. what should state? be, uh, I'm sorry. What state? Um, Louisiana. You should be fine. Um, make sure you can get confirmation. The title company gives confirmation that the EMD was put in. And the seller should say yes. So that should be fine. That's the only thing I would do. Ah, uh, okay. Um, well, thank you very much for answering my question. And thank you for all the information you give me, man. This all is right, like man. great stuff. Holy cow. Thank you. I appreciate it, dude. Keep it up, man. Thank you. That's a lot of EMD you give to the seller, okay? Yes, yes, yes. That was, <laughs> that was How much was it? How much was the EMD? 2000 I, I know, I know. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I am... <laughs> That's the last EMD you're ever going to do a seller. I need you to tell me that. Yes, I, that's the last one I will give to the seller. I will give it to the I, title I want company the full always. sentence. I would nev never give the EMD to the seller ever again. And who do you give it to? Title company. Okay. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ask me any questions you got. I'm here to help. This is why I do the one on one so we don't have this mistake. Uh, okay. okay. I love you, man. <laughs> Thank you. Love you, man. Keep it up, dude. You got this. Okay. Have a good day. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I now understand the Joker. I understand. <sighs> I understand now. I get it. Okay. Let's just regroup from that one. Woo! Alrighty.
<gasps> How many times have I told you guys this? Oh my gosh, do not give it to the seller. Holy moly. All right, whatever. All right, game. Let's talk. What's up, man? What's going on, Zach? Can you hear me? I'm, do I'm good, man. <laughs> good deal, good deal. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you remember me by any chance? Last week... I don't have your face on there. Um, what did you ask last week? <laughs> About the list. Arrest record? What what market are you in? Uh, I'm actually in Miami. Yes, yeah, so I'm right under you. I think I told um, you virtual, right? You didn't say virtual yet because I never got into the market. Um, what you did give me as far as advice was be a little bit more annoying to get the records that we need. Um, oh, wait, you, yeah. You, you were trying to get the... No, I had an email about the water. You you didn't email me about water shut off from Miami Day not being accepted to an emergency order, right? No, but I think I, I verbally I might have verbally said that um, okay. on the live. Okay. Any, anyhow, I know Miami's uh, it was on your top ten worst markets. Um, yes. It just so happens that I live here, <laughs> so uh, it's kind of where you know where we're starting. I'm learning the hard way. And uh, so far, like we've had the high equity, um, high equity list out here, getting my face slammed in the phones, cold calls, um, and you know that's a given. So went into the route of you know kind of narrowing down exactly who we target, more motivation, um, so we get better results. And that's where we come into the play of pulling these lists, um, all the lists that you speak of. And I'm running to a few issues still, um, even after being a little bit more annoying, a little more persistent. Um, a few questions I have for you would be, I guess when you're going straight to the county and let's say you want the code violation, the liens, the probates, um, do you actually request all that up front at once and then stack it yourself? Or do you kind of do it piece by piece to kind of still not overwhelm them? The more you request, the worse it's going to be. So did you go to the Miami-Dade uh, clerk of the court? Right. Did you? Yes. And were they not pulling up on there? No, no, not all of them. I had um, the probate one doesn't. I mean, with the probate also, like, I didn't know this was a thing, but do you have to go in one by one and kind of get all the information and then look it up on True People Search and then skip trace that? It seems like a, a very tedious process, which I'm not afraid to get into. I just wonder if there's a more efficient way of doing it. Uh, for skip tracing? No, let's say you get, let's say you pull a list of probates, right? And yeah. now that you have the list, you have to go into the court docs just to get the address to that property. So then you have to go on True People Search to see who's attached to that property. And then you skip trace that. Well, you don't have to skip trace if you do True People Search, but it's like a three-step process just to get a name, a number, and an address per lead. And yeah. over time, you know, that could take a very, very long time. I was curious yeah. if there's okay, so that is the right. Approach. I told you to do that list because it's hard. Because that yeah. means the average wholesale in Miami is not gonna do that. Right. So if, if it was you just click a button and it the, the magic list pops up, every wholesale in Miami would do that, and then therefore it'd be a bad list. Yeah. So yeah. the only way to make it easier, I have found there's only one way, and that's to pay a VA and train them. That is the only way I have found. Okay. Only way to make a government list easy. And that costs money. So it's a blessing and a curse, man. I mean, that, that that's the truth. 100%. Um, okay. So 
if let's say let's say they take longer than I mean, i'm just curious now I'm, I'm like weighing the opportunity cost here but let's say it's taking like longer for uh the city clerks longer than 10 days longer than two weeks longer than three weeks etc to get all that information to you i mean do you think the best use of time is to just go on like uh prop prop stream and just kind of pull a paid list i know they're a little bit more delayed because County gets it right away, whereas PropStream is 30 days later, et cetera, or even more. Um, but what, what do you think of the trade-off there? What's a best use of the time with motivation? If I went to the Miami-Dade uh, and the city of Miami uh, water company, the public mm -hmm. one, right. and they kept denying me, I'd get a FOIA request. They should give it to you and ask for the liens for the utility department. They should give that to you too, in person. Then go to the clerk of the court, in person. And then after that, do your FOIA requests and then do the arrest records. Make sure there's equity in, the, in those deals too. Make sure they own real estate. And then I'd buy a list. I'd probably buy the utility lien list from PropStream. That's probably what I'd do. Okay. okay. And then I would reverse drive for dollars, probably code violations. Okay. Another and then, thing. And then I'd buy a list, yeah. I had, since you brought up code violation, I did have a question on that too. Um, so with Miami, as you know, there's tons of municipalities and I've been going to kind of them individually because I know you can do county and then you can break it off into municipalities. Yep. So with a lot of the municipalities that I am getting back, um, they don't really say what the violation is. Does that matter to you at all? Yes, a lot. Right. Because sometimes code will have a... Uh, I don't know the technical term for it because they're all different. One of them is just going to be a complaint for the contractor complaint. Um, one is going to just be from structural issues. High crash is great. But some code violations are like stupid, like commercial stuff. And you want to avoid that too. So like a code, like you'd be against the code if the, uh, if like, let's say a restaurant doesn't have the right, um, the number on the thing, or if there isn't like a, uh, uh, disability uh, handicap ramp that's on a code that's against code also so gotta be careful right so if you were to go let, let's say you're requesting a code violation list and they just send a blank not a blank list but a full list of homes with not not telling you exactly what that violation I would have is. never done that I would have requested all open code violations that have tall grass debris and structural damage Oh, okay. You get what you ask for, man, you know? Yeah, okay. If, I, if you ask, Gabe, if, if you're like, Zach, give me money, and I give you a dollar, you get what you ask for, right? Right, right. That's how VAs work. Hey, Zach, give me a thousand. See, that's better, right? Like, you're going specifics. Okay. Gotcha. All right, cool. I won't request a, a blanket, uh, you know, blanket code violation list any, anymore. I did have another question about comps, and I think you're the best guy to ask about this because you're so close. So with Miami, you know how there's a lot of illegal add-ons and stuff like that for the bedrooms, just unpermitted work. You know, that's that's a big thing down here. Oh yeah, man. Do you big let's <laughs> let's say it's a two-two, right, on property appraiser, but you know it's, it's actually a, a four-two or a three-two. How how are you comping that? Are you comping as a two-two or as? Bro, a I've wholesale as five-two. That was listed as a two-one. Jeez. And no one spoke English in the entire house <laughs> all the time. I just give it to a cash buyer, let them deal with it. 
Okay. You won't go to jail for having an unpermitted structure. You just wholesale it and then have them mm -hmm. fix it. Have the cash buyer deal with it, not you. You're a wholesaler, not a, a contractor. Well, but when you're running your numbers, are you, are you looking at it? Did you look at that deal as a I look at it as a two one man. Unless the okay. garage is enclosed, and then you have to take off because the house now longer has a garage in it. Uh -huh. That's the only thing. Okay. And then one last question. Um, another comp related question. Yeah. I know them. So I'm, I'm kind of exploring other markets as well. Um, not getting too far from South Florida, but I know as like a multiplier, I know 70% doesn't work anymore. I know, uh, you said that as well as brick, um, we're between the 80 to 83% range. But my question to you would be when you're exploring other markets, let's say Hendry County, that's like right next to us. Um, or even some what of these county? Hendry, is it Hendry? That's like literally right next door to Miami-Dade. Or let's go. You got Monroe and Broward, bro. Yeah, there's Monroe Broward. And then I, let, let me give you a, let me give a rundown. West? County. What about DeSoto County out West? A very small area. West Florida. Are you in Florida City? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Where's DeSoto County? Hold on. Um, this is Tampa, dude. No, I know. I, no, I'm giving you an, I'm giving you an example of a, like a super small county. I'm comparing like okay. a multiplier. So if it's 80 to 83 here and one of these smaller markets where the homes are way different, run down, you know, um, what, how do you kind of determine the criteria on how you choose your multiplier in that, you know, that kind of county? Okay. Let me put you on the spot real quick. Uh -oh. All right. Do you watch my live yesterday? Yesterday? I yes. didn't watch the live yesterday. I, went, I watched I, I watched you religiously, but I, I didn't do it yesterday. That's the one live you should have watched, man. That's my entire <laughs> virtual wholesaling step-by-step. -step. I literally just, I, I had a chart. If I, I'm going to tell you what it is, so you don't have to watch. Like you, you should watch it though, but I'm telling you, I literally broke down how much should you offer on a virtual market if ARV is under 120, 70%. If it's mm -hmm. over 120, 83%. And if the ARV is over 400, Miami, mm -hmm. 85. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm driving me nuts. Like that, that's what I, that, that's usually my criteria. Okay. So my 2022 updated one. <laughs> okay. So anything below, I'm trying to, I'm writing everything down too. So Miami 85 and then you have 80 to 83 for, um, what was it? I know. Okay, one twenty and under. You said seventy percent, and then what was that middle one? I missed the middle one. Eighty-three for over one twenty. That's most of them. Oh, okay. Most gotcha. of your deals are gonna be eighty-three percent. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, that's that's all I have for today, man. As always, huge help. Appreciate you. Take Appreciate care, it, man. Me. Have a great one. Yes, sir. You too. Peace. Boom. I gotta go to. I'm in Miami at least four or five times a year. I gotta do a, uh, I gotta go do a meetup or something, but we, we gotta figure it out. Corey. Hi. What's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed. Every day above ground's an amazing day. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, so. My first question is, um, is my best option to JV with someone if I have fear of getting stuck with a house I can't afford? 
Stuck. What do you mean stuck? I I'm afraid that I'm not gonna be able to back out of a contract because oh, okay. I don't know what I'm doing because I'm I'm brand new. Okay. What market are you in? Uh, Kokomo, Indiana, right now. We're in Indiana. Kokomo. It's like uh, an hour north of Indianapolis. Oh, oh, that's in between that and uh, oh, okay, awesome. How far is that from Carmel? Um, we're about I would say forty minutes from Carmel. Okay, I, I know that. Okay, so all right, I, I know Fort Wayne's really good market. So I'm just trying to figure. You're probably in a good market. You know your average ARV is in there. I have no idea. I'm still okay. I'm still looking up all this well, stuff. Well, let's look it up together here, just so okay. I can help. I'm, I, there, there's a reason why I'm asking you. I'm just trying to help. So how do I spell it? K-O-K-O-M-O. Uh, -O -O Indiana. Why does the Midwest have weird city names? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like the Michigan's song. Michigan's the worst. Boys. <laughs> Median price. And it says, so population here is going to be 50. Oh, okay. You're in a decent sized market. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Let's go. <laughs> All right, so you're you're in luck here. So it says here the average price in your city is going to be 142,000, which is really good. Um, so yeah, that's a great one. Oh, okay, you're by Lafayette. All right, All right. you should have said that. All right. Okay, that's kind of by Purdue. <laughs> All right. All right, that makes sense. Okay, and then how far are you from? Fort Wayne. Okay. Oh, you're. Oh, that's great, Mark. Okay. So 142. Your population's good. Um, yeah, you're you're gonna have no problem finding cash buyers. That, that's number one. I want to tell you, you're okay. gonna have no problem finding cash buyers. You probably get Indianapolis cash buyers when they come out there. How? You're an hour from Indianapolis. Yes. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna find plenty of cash buyers on there. Uh, plenty of investment properties there. You're gonna. So you should not worry about finding a cash buyer. If you do what I say on like finding them. You're going to find them. Uh, your, your fear of, you know, quote unquote, getting sued or like someone going after you for not closing. If you have the inspection period, you're fine. Since you're starting out and you're a little more nervous about it, let's give you a 45 day inspection period, not 30. I, I do 30 just because I have my buyers. I do 45 days for you. Okay. And just get out of the deal if, within that 45 days. Your do biggest you risk is losing your earnest money deposit. Okay. That's it. And if you leave a hundred dollars, you know, that's not the end of the world. Yeah. I was watching your videos and you said something about, um, estimate between 500 to a thousand starting out. Yeah, you're starting to just do a hundred right now. You're starting okay. out. Let's get, get a couple deals to do 500 than a thousand, but let, let's do a hundred. Okay. And give it to the title company, please. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Thank you. That, uh, right. I, was, I was learning from that as well. So good. <laughs> Um, all right. So that should be it on that one. I mean, don't, don't have any fear. Like you just get out of it with the inspection period, just so you know how to get out of these contracts. The number one thing I'd say you have to give written, uh, not so a written, uh, basically written notice to the seller that you're going to get out of the contract, usually calling them, make sure you text them or email them also. So just, you have, you can legally show that you sent them communications that you're at, you're out of it with due to your inspection period, you can. And then sell it to the title company, get your earnest money back, you're clean cut, you're good to go. Awesome. Um, if it makes you feel any better, Corey, have you bought or sold like real estate in the past, like personal houses have, or anything? Nope. I have no? not. Okay. 
Well, I'll let you know uh, from someone that flips houses, um, sells it to brand new people like mom and pops, accountants, lawyers, things like that, that are just buying personal residences. So many of them will go put a property under contract, get the loan ready, and then they just, I don't like the house, you know, and then they get out. They, people in regular house buying, they get out of the contract all the time, do the inspection because maybe uh, the roof is not as new as they thought or wasn't as structurally sound and they just leave. Oh, there's a leak in the bathroom. We're getting out of it. They're so dramatic and it happens all the time. So just understand that like regular real estate transactions, people get out of it, do the inspection period all the time. So it's not something unique. So okay. hopefully that gives you peace of mind. It does. It does. It helps a lot. Oh yeah. As long as you're a person of your word, you know, you tell the, you tell the seller the truth. As long as we inspect it one more time with my partner, make sure we're all good. We can close on it. Okay. You're good. Yeah. I just need to get out of the analysis paralysis. <laughs> Take action. I'm trying for dollars is going to be the best thing there. I'm telling you right now, but with the biggest driving for the biggest driving for dollar software out there right now is a dude that, uh, created it because he was doing so well in Indianapolis. You're right there. Oh, wow. So drawing for dollars works really well in that market. Wow. Maybe I'll so, do Indian Lafayette as well. No, I mean, I would do your local market right now. Okay. There's going to be less wholesalers there. And then just focus on that for starting out and then you can go out from there. Okay. Your local market's going to do way better. Where would I go to find um, like my state laws and stuff? So I, I know I'm in code for things. Yeah. So I would look up Indian... Um, I mean, assignment of contracts are basically baked in. I mean, um, what is it? Home building companies do it all the time. They do it with mortgages. So um, I'll just try to see wholesaling laws. There's no laws against it. Um, I mean, I'm just looking up here. There's no specific, it says here in Indiana, there's no specific laws for or against wholesaling. So title companies do it in Indiana all the time. Okay. So there's no laws for it or against it. So. Okay. I'm just good to go then. You're good to go. I mean, unless they make a law against it. So it's weird. You, you know, it's like, kind of like uh, the internet. It's like, there's no laws for it or against it. just there. And would, you recommend, right, you do it, you're good. would you recommend right. JVing with anybody for my first contract since I'm nope. super new? No, nope. Okay. I, I mean, how, right <laughs> Corey, the best way for you to get confidence and experience in wholesaling is by doing it yourself and you make yeah. more money. It's a win-win. Yes. Yeah. It, is. it sucks. Trust me. Like it, it sucks doing it all by yourself. But the problem is once you get that first one done, you're like, I can do it myself now. It's empowering, right? Like I don't need anyone. I can do it myself. And that's going to give you such a confidence boost that you won't need anyone to JV with. Okay. Awesome. That's it. I'm excited to start. <laughs> Appreciate it. Get it going. You, you got this. Have a great one, Corey. Any questions? Are you good? Nope. I'm good. Thank you very much. Have a great one. You too. Bye. Boom. Telling you. Guys, super simple getting started. That's a great market. Like the ARV is really low on there. I like it. I like it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, everyone's asking again too, like, Zach, how do I get a hold of you for the one-on-ones? What how do I get the link? That's not fair. Oh, oh. Guys, I make it very fair. I scream literally on these lives all the time. Where do you get these one-on-ones for me? Everyone, um, Everyone, so you just go to Wholesaling Houses for Real right here. Wholesaling Houses for Real. It's my Facebook group. It's the largest wholesaling Facebook group by active members. 
Um, and literally all you do here is, oh, I just, you just click join and you join. You just do a oh, little scroll here. Oh, featured. This is on the top. It was pinned four hours ago. Free coaching call with Zach Ginn, 530 Eastern. Link's right here. You click it, hop on, you join me one-on-one. So for everybody, I will give one more like announcement. Uh, Thursdays, we do one-on-ones also to hop on, talk to us. But let's break it down one last time. You just go to Wholesaling Houses for Real on Facebook. You click right here. And you can hop, hop on, talk to me one-on-one -on -one during the live streams. I'll put the link in on the YouTube comment for everyone. And uh, let's break it down. Hold on. Awesome. All right. Simba. Right. Is that, that the name you go by on the live? Yo, what's going on, Zach? Yeah. What's up? Baltimore, what's right? good? Yes, sir. Awesome, man. All right. What's so, up, bro? Uh, I'm doing well. It's just a start. Um, I got one of the deals that I had on the contract that's pretty much going to be closing in like two weeks. So that's pretty Ooh. good. Let's go, um, man. What, like said, what, where are we looking here? In Baltimore. Like, what's the profit looking like on that? Oh, the profit? The profit is always small. It's like 6000 So it's cool. That's good, man. Awesome, yeah, that's, that's definitely cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I heard you talking to the last uh, guy, the... Uh, ARVs that you said you really know. held like that's that seventy percent allowable offer in this market definitely is tough. So hearing eighty three percent just makes it a lot better, especially uh, some properties I'm dealing with now. But uh, one one question and situation I am dealing with right now that I feel like you definitely be able to help me with. So I have a gentleman that is looking to sell his property. Um, he came to me and he's interested in selling it as is it's 85 percent finished um it's a three bed three bath three, three bed three and a half bath uh town row home in baltimore um 85 percent finished and what else he's one of those kind of people where very analytical knows knows about the market in those kind of situations but does not want to list the price at all does not want to give a number i asked him you know over and over many times what would you like to take for it? Um, do you have a starting number? You know, those kind of things. Try not to mention the number first. Uh, eventually, I got to a point where, like, I just had to throw them out there just to see where he was. I okay. threw, uh, yeah. I, I make sure to kind of shoot low, um, everything, just to see where's his mind thinking. Um, so he let me know, like, that's not even a good starting option uh, that I offer. I offer 75 uh for and he said that's not a good starter option then he started you know they then open up let you know that hey i paid one set one uh i gutted the house and rebuilt it from the ground up i just don't want to finish it um and everything and i don't want to finish it and list it uh, so i asked him you know how much more does it take to finish it probably he said like forty thousand needs hvac and some cosmetics Okay. Um, everything like that. So, and he told me, and all in all, he put like one hundred twenty thousand into it. I know ARVs in the area are like two fifties at least. So I know there's money to be made there, but knowing that, um, and he also said that like his sister owns a property on the same block, and he know that she can get over two hundred k for hers, um, in the condition that it is, and that one's in definite living condition. So, um. In terms of that, how, how do you usually go about those people that are really hard on those 
telling you what they want. You kind of just got to figure it out and put something together and make it make sense. I get it. Uh, there's some tough ones out there. I, 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 yeah. I get it. So what I would have done is either I would have never given that offer out. I'm just, just, I, I you, you did fine. Uh, right. What I usually do is good cop, bad cop. I, if I were you, I would say this, Hey, my partner, Zach looks at it. He was kind of giving me some crazy values. Like he told me like, Hey, just buy it for like 60,000. Shut up. 60,000 60. Okay. Like, and guess what? If they're mad at that, he just said around there, that's not, that's on his offer. Right. And you can save it right there. Like it just kind right. of brings it out or the dollar strategy, which I think you've heard me say before. It's like, would you be okay if I bought it for a dollar? And they say, no, I'm like $2, $3. And then they'll, they'll tell their price. So that's the other way I would have done it. Now I, I get the hard ones. I like they're hard deals. I usually explain it two ways. This is a lot for the Zillow for sale by owners. Either, hey, you should just list the property. Oh, I don't want to list the property. Why? X, Y, Z, F, whatever, right? And then, well, do you want to list here or do you want to sell it for cash? And All not right. this price. Uh, the best way, so the, the reason why people accept offers and like with sales, they go off of three tiers. Emotion, logic, and fear in that order. So you're at a seller right now that is going off of logic. They get emotional. They want to get rid of the property to say yes. Right. That's one reason he's on logic. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how do you get logical with a seller like this? You got to meet in the middle. So use the partner. Use me for example. So what price is he at? Um, he didn't even give me a starting number and I've just been, a. Uh... Reverse engineering it per se. Like I know the house sells for over two fifties. Okay, well you got to get a price out of him for that method to work. So for example, right. So my partner's at um, seventy. What price are you at, Mister Seller? We're at. He's at seventy. We're we're at seventy. I the offer is seventy that we gave. So can I? Should we get agreement for seventy? Oh no. Then what's the counter on this? Higher, seventy one. 72 you're gonna have to work with me here i don't know what like price in your head and then he'll he'll say it he'll say 120 or something or maybe 150 or whatever it is right well mr seller if you're at 120 and we're at 70 what is that 95 why don't you meet the middle like 100 that makes sense right right that's logical right yeah that's logic right that's how you get logic on that second part um, and maybe you're so low and he's at a medium that logic is not logical. It's even lower, but you still got the deal with that. And then fear is like, yeah. Hey, Mr. Seller. And he's like, I have to think about it. Cause he's thinking logical. You hit, hit him with fear. Hey, I can do one 100, but if I don't get an answer by tomorrow, I, I, I I'll just buy another house. I, I got another appointment. I got to go on that. You know what, Mr. Seller, I actually have to go to a bunch of properties tomorrow, um, at noon. I'll cancel those appointments by noon tomorrow. If you give me an answer, if you don't give me an answer, I just assume you're not going to use it and then go fear. They'll call you usually in the morning. That's how you get through all those um, issues. Yeah. And my, like my angle on this was uh, going to be like uh, just reverse engineer. So he told me, you know, 40, th- like sounds like 40,000 pretty much gets the job done. 
um, to put it back in like a nice condition. Like the pictures are very nice, nice hardwood floors, appliances, some appliances, island. Like it's a a little bit more of an upscale type situation. Was going for it, just didn't finish it. Um, two fifties, two sixties. I know it sells for. Anything over that is just you know market dependent. You can't account for that's the end buyer's problem. Um, so I was gonna like that eighty three percent. I know eighty three percent of that is about two ten, is where you like the uh, a buyer an end buyer would want to be all in for. That way they can make a profit, get a nice sixty seventy k flip situation. Um, so right, my offer was going to be in between that one fifty one sixty five max is where I want to be. I mean, um, your your MA is one forty one on this. If the numbers okay. are standing right, so two ten ARV, right? No, the AR, the ARV would be two two sixties. It's worth two sixty if you put forty into it right now. Yes. All the bells. I'm gonna put fifty. Just yeah. Being conservative. Once it says one seventy four. If it's one seventy four, it's one seventy four. I it might not mean might need more than forty on it, but. If it doesn't, 174 is your MAO here. Yeah. Either the absolutely. ARV. I just want to make sure the ARV is not off, man. Right. Yeah. That's where most people get their MAOs wrong because the ARV is too high. Yeah. I, I, the, I know I've seen houses like a house sold for 360 actually in the same block, but it's like okay. it, it's a little bit it's a little bit bigger um, two weeks ago. So okay. I'm, I always put my ARV. The ARV. It very well can sell for three hundred, but if I like it sells for one seventy five, man. You lock it up for one forty, you should make thirty. So that'd be a good deal, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, I definitely want to be in that range, and I feel like you know I could. That's the situation where you, I can use that logic and say, hey, meet yeah. me in the middle um, situation, um, because I like, like I already gave out that that seventy five offer. I'd be like, look, uh, me and my partner, we're, we're really working hard. I went back and reevaluated numbers everything like that and uh i feel like we can definitely meet in the middle here situation um so yeah I, I definitely get those kind of sellers all the time where they just don't spit out a number eventually you sometimes can lowball them until they tell you but even then sometimes they don't tell you he just i, I definitely know he's motivated to sell because he's one of the situations where he got screwed over by a contractor um and after you get screwed over by a contractor a few times those kind of guys they just be like man forget this i yeah. just want to move on um, so it. he came he came to me this is actually another referral lead he came to me i did not cold call him this is not from no lead he came to me you know i wholesale houses he came to me asking like specifically um you know are you interested in this property mm. so okay um, yeah but uh other than that just trying to get some uh other deals closed uh that awesome, i have in the bro. contract uh right now but uh make some progress i'm about to pull uh another list here on uh batch leads everything like that cold call it um cold call pretty much from five to eight since my hours at work i uh, really adjusted for the month and everything like that and on my lunch break since i work from home i mm. get some cold calling in or respond back to text everything like that so uh yeah hopefully we can get have a good month in uh, april awesome man you got this all right appreciate it zach Appreciate it, man. Have a great one. Boom. Guys, I'm telling you right now, you gotta take action. I, like that is the biggest difference I've seen between people doing being being successful and not. 
Heath, you want to get on, man? You got to join Wholesaling House for real. Uh, Zach, what would you do if you have an excellent drawing for dollars? Uh, contact that's flagged at DNC. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just telling you right now. A wholesaler who doesn't care about the DNC will call it and get a deal. And one who is won't get the deal. Think about that for a second. Freddie, I... Yeah, there's there's definitely Indianapolis people on there all the time. Um, let's see here. All right, let's see here. Um, Cole, what's up? Picked up my first check from the title company today. Started started watching your videos and took your course three months ago. Woo! Let's go. Let's get it, Cole. Awesome, bro. Love seeing that, man. David in the house. What is up? Uh, my Google Voice number calls people as Lee Strong. I would just get another Google uh, account and just switch it. Bro, I almost stopped that live. I almost had, I almost had a stroke there. That, that, that was, that was a special level of crazy. Um, oh my gosh. I mean, I was wrong with some people sometimes. Come on, don't, don't be doing that. Killing me here on this. But uh, yeah. Let's see here. Alrighty. Um, live and learn. That's life. <laughs> Oh, that was crazy. Best way to uh, reinvest uh, yourself for your deals. Honestly, I have personally found the best way to reinvest uh, your wholesale fee is into drawing for dollars and pulling a list. Uh, what is up, Bryson? Uh, haven't been able to catch into many lives. i watching all the content. Appreciate it, bro. No worries. Good question here. Um, do you know if there is a cap on the amount of interest that I can charge? Example, having an heirs property that needs to start probate and they're also in tax re redemption. Um, yes, I think there's usury laws type thing. I, I There's a certain percentage. I gotta, every state's a little different. Zach picked up my first check literally in the car. Take a picture. Love all to see it. Just put out the important information out of there. Um, that's awesome. So uh, private lending is legal. Um, the only place I've seen that private lending isn't legal is... Uh, and a lot of Middle Eastern countries are like that. But I gotta look up the laws. All 
All right, let's get some questions. Let's see here. Um, uh, what's up, Alexandra? Says, if you're struggling to get your first deal in two years uh, now, would you look for a partner to do marketing or have different suggestions? You, you're not, you're most likely not pulling niche lists. Let me know what market you're in. That'll probably help me out a lot. Uh, it, I gotta look at your market and kind of see. Push and pee. I like it. <laughs> this FOIA ask for proof of citizenship. I don't believe so. Just follow the FOIA and go it, you know? In my county, it's only showing the people that request the petition. I'd go in person and ask. Garbage fines are good too. Yeah, they're they're not that big, so I don't like get into them too much. Um, but yeah, they work pretty well. Um, let's see here. Great question. Um, why do no other influence promote public records? Just affiliate. I don't think it's the affiliates thing. Like everyone likes affiliates to a point, I guess. But like, I'll only give you an affiliate of something I use. Like that's really it. Like I don't care. Like I just tell you it works in my business because I feel like people. I get a better reputation if I tell you what really works and then you use it and then it works for you. And then everyone who watches my stuff does well versus me trying to be like the small. Now, honestly, most people don't talk about it because uh, the coaches and whatever, the influencer type people, because I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick secret. These whole, these influencers, they don't actually wholesale real estate. They literally flip students, not houses. I'm saying that in the nicest way possible. Like they don't wholesale anymore. I, they just don't they, they spend out like most of their day on zoom calls with students and they're not even in the business anymore like they talk about it they don't do it sorry but like it, this ain't uh this ain't football we're like you played your glory days and now you don't have to do football you guys you have to still be in the trenches every day single day you can even have a delegated business at least you can run a real business right truth is they don't talk about it because they can't make money off of you and most importantly, they're actually not really doing it. Sorry, but that's the truth. Uh, yes, letter template is in freeholstling.com. Right, let's get some newer comments on here. Uh, what do you think uh, the best beginner dialer? I like ZachDialer.com. Zach Dialer with an H. Um, Mojo is a second. People swear by call tools. I'm not going to tell you which one works the best. I, I think Zach Dialer is my favorite one, but I've used Mojo. When I started out, I used Mojo. Kind of switched it. I was a Zen call guy. Yeah, they're ready start or something like that. Um, they're not a, they're, they're an international company, so like they're not the best of the laws here. So kind of skipped out on them. The user interface sucked. But... Um, yeah. Uh, Alexis says, should I make uh, offers on Fizbo's? Yeah. 
You guys see me do uh, live cold calls at this FISBA, so yeah. Uh, if you call an off-market seller and ask how you got their information, we tell them our marketing department or we pulled it from a software and just calling people in the area to see if they want to sell the house. Uh, MJJ Smooth Criminal says, Zach, have a seller for sale by owner ever said to you that you were responsible for clearing title after closing through tax foreclosure with the county? You're responsible for clearing title. No, title you need to buy it with a clear title. You're wholesaling it, so it wouldn't be your issue. Uh, Zach, I feel like batch leads is hard, but I need to learn to bulk skip trace on it. Can I just skip trace with, yeah, you just skip trace a prop stream. Yeah. If that makes it, if that you're more comfortable with it, sure. There's like not a crazy, like insane difference, like not worlds changing difference. Uh, what is up Muhammad? Uh, Muhammad says, do sellers usually ask for proof of funds or is that just an agent thing? And if you need to provide, yeah, that's just usually an agent thing for like on market. Really? It's not, it's really not a thing. Um, for your for motivated sellers off market now. Uh listaria.com is probably the best drawing for dollars app just because you get everything together on it. But yeah. So Willie wants to know where you get the probate template. Uh, let me show you real quick. Go to flip this Rick. Hold on. Um, let's see here. Um, hold on. Wait. Why is it not popping up? Hold on. Flip the Rick probates. Oh yeah, hold on. I just go by the last lives. Uh, Rick did a live on that, so I just pop it up. Hold on. Um, oh, pop on. Give me a second here. Niche lists. There it is. All right. Uh, oh, a loud today. All right. Uh, basically, share it right here. Let me put the link in the comments too, since you're on YouTube. I share the video. So I put it on there too. It's at freeholesaling.com, the whole letter thing, but I'll show you one and I'll show you two of them. So uh, one of them here is the uh video rick did here where he kind of breaks it down he kind of breaks down how to do the offer uh, the letter the right way um pretty good and then uh, the link i just sent which is going to be uh slash free probate letter a very unique uh, one you know very 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 creative uh but basically what it does is all you got to do here is i'll show you um, it will basically just, you put your email in here and then we'll personally email you the letter. Um, so it's pretty easy to do. So, uh, 
WW, make sure you get the WWW in there. I don't know why, but you have to do it. So uh, www.flippithrick.com slash free probate letter. Um, that's how you get it. Zach, can you say the ways to find good uh, buyers and title companies? So freeholesling.com, obviously, um, is the best way. But the best title companies, you got to go look in your local market and find other wholesalers wholesaling and then just ask them, hey, where are you finding them, right? That'd be the best one, you know? That, hey, where are you using your title company? And that's usually the best way to find them, I, I personally found. Hey, just probates for wholesaling.com as the probate script, but basically you just ask if they're the owner, if they want to sell it. Like it's very simple. Straight up. What's up, uh, Zach, what's the best way to advertise your wholesale deal and how do you present it to them and get the highest number for it? I usually just cold call the, the buyer and give them a pretty high price and you give such a high price that they have to count you sometimes. Uh, but that's honestly like, in my opinion, that's the best way I found. Spitting facts, unlike these fakes. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, no problem. I would not. Uh, I would not be pulling government lists from Maricopa County. That is one place I'd be out of. Uh, confused about what to do with probate attorney once the seller agrees. Sign the contract first. And then depending on your state, the probate attorney will help you out. Sometimes the title company help help you out with the probate attorney. It depends if it's in probate, out of probate, and the state. Do you need an LLC before... Um, Starting, no, get two deals. You can do it in your personal name. And then after you get two deals, get protected, get an LLC. Uh, trying to get the free probate thing. Uh, yeah, we don't own that one. Um, I mean, we get the letter out for free and then we have the whole free training. It is like, it's not ours. So uh, yeah, I would email again. I mean, I'm just trying to have everyone go through it. We get a bunch of emails every single day, but I mean, Literally everything we have is for free. Like we just get the free probate uh, marketing template letter at free probate letter. Wait, www.flipthrick.com slash free probate letter. Lowest price of the seller, highest price of the cash buyer. Oh yeah. Uh, sent 5,000 postcards and the offers were over retail. What we can do is just talk to support on there. They can help you out with that. Um, and then what I would probably do if you're a Bay Area, not do one, you get a proof of the offers and you can actually see if they're good or not. And then you click confirm. So don't don't confirm the offer price. Literally, all you got to do is confirm that the offer is good. And then you can put your credit, like you put the credit card in to buy the uh, direct mail piece. So do not buy the direct mail. So do not buy the direct mail unless you get a proof and saying, hey, is this offer good enough or bad enough? You probably didn't look at the proof. So look at the proof. It'll help you out. 
Yeah, for contracts, are mostly good for Georgia. But um, that's usually they're good. Yeah, I, go with the title cup and ask again. Make sure that title cup is good with it, but you should be fine. So, guys, at the end of the day, you got to take action in this business. Finding motivated sellers is actually easier than like you could have ever imagined. And that's the one thing I think a lot of people get confused on this business. It's simplicity is going to be the easiest thing. Like simplicity is going to give you the best results. And that's honestly what you got to do. And that's what I recommend. So guys, keep it simple, guys. Find your motivated sellers. Find out if you got to pay for a list, do a free list. Find your skip tracing and go contact these sellers. Give offers. I'm, I'm telling you, giving offers is going to get you those deals. And go out there. Don't be scared of lowball seller too. That's it, guys. So appreciate it. This is Zach and signing out. See you guys tomorrow with Rick. And we'll get it going. Appreciate it, guys. Have a blessed one. Like this video and subscribe and free hosting